good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. Welcome to Truckers USA American. My name is Miguel Reynoso. Fox, today I want to talk about a piece of information that I found on the FNCSA about the FNCSA says that they've been uh, basically funding community college that provides, uh, you know, training for the trucking industry. And the piece of uh, article here says that they have basically give this uh, community college and uh, basic training institute and some some of the trucking companies that basically uh, have their own training facility to train people that come and, you know, come and work for them. But this is specifically for the veterans. Let's just say you are a veteran and you want to like, I don't know, you, you serve in the military and uh, you want to become a civilian and basically you, you want to become a truck driver and, you know, because that's the field that you feel like, you know, comfortable on it after you leave the military service and the government basically is a uh, paying this institution or this community college and some of the trucking companies they're paying this money to train the veterans the problem with that people is that if you talk to some of the veterans out there you know the new trucks you know the new truck drivers that basically were in the military and you talk to some of them they will tell you that Either they had to get, you know, some money somewhere or maybe the savings they have pay maybe six, seven thousand dollars, whatever they're charging to get a CDL class A. And some of them basically have you basically uh, some of the uh, uh, community college and the uh, training institute and some of these places basically sell you sell these guys to basically like a company, a big company that will pay them to train you for your driver's license. The problem with that is that if the government is providing these places or this institute or a trucking company the money to train the veterans if they want to become a truck driver, why are they why are they making these people sign for a two-year contract saying that, oh, you're going to have to work for me for two years. I will pay for your CDL. You know, I will pay for everything, and after two years, you work for me, then we're good. We're done. You don't owe me anything. And I don't know. I don't understand why they're doing that. Because if you talk to any of those guys out there that were in the military, and they are new drivers, and they're working for any of those big companies, or basically they come out from one of those. Uh, uh, driving school, right? If you ask them, they're going to tell you, no, I pay for that myself or I have to sign a contract for two years with this company because I don't have the money to pay for it. 
But the problem is, it says here that the government has given these people $3.1 million to help the veterans, okay, to become a truck driver, to train them, to basically, you know, come and work for the trucking industry. But that is not happening. What these people are doing is basically they're keeping the money. And on top of that, they have these guys sign a contract for two years. Okay? So they can basically pay off for the driver's license when the government is already paying for that. So I don't know what's going on because if the government has given these people $3.1 million for that, somebody's packing that pocketing the money because they're not doing that they're not helping these guys I mean it, it is not fair that if somebody were in the military service and spent a year two years whatever else in Afghanistan Iraq somewhere and then they come back home and then you know they want to become a civilian and then trying to look for a job they can fit in because you know some of these guys cannot go and work in a warehouse because some of these guys probably have you know PTSD or cannot work around some people especially in a warehouse that you might have a, a supervisor that you know he's a pain in the ass and trying to always you know make a stupid rules and you know always trying to breathe you know breathing on your neck all the time see these guys cannot work on those places now for these guys this is the perfect job because you don't have to deal with you know people like that on a daily basis you know the only time you might have to deal with people is when you go to the uh cheaper and the receiver but remember folks that some of these big companies they they do drop and hook so this guy they don't have to deal with basically people on the daily basis so this is a suitable job for these people but i don't understand why they made these guys sign for a two-year contract when the government is already paying for the driver's license. They're already getting paid to train these people to become a truck driver. So somebody needs, somebody has to do something with these people then because, the, I mean, if you talk to any veteran out there there's a new truck driver, it will tell you the same thing. It will say, no, I had to pay, I had to pay that from my package or they basically told me that yeah they would train me and then I have to go work for this company and I had to sign a a contract with them and then after the two years that I work for the company then I don't own them anything and right there that you know that right there is wrong because the government is already paying for that so basically these people are taking the government money okay and then making these guys pay for that license again because if let's just say that guy goes to a I don't know a training institute or a truck driving school and they say yeah okay we're gonna train you but we're gonna have to sell you to let's say one of those big company because they're gonna pay for your driver's license right so they're gonna pay for your driver's license but then you're gonna have to sign a contract with them for two years. You have to work for these people for two years before you quit or you work, go work for somebody else. 
So basically, these people are taking the government money and taking money from some of the big trucking companies. You know, they hire those guys to work for them. And that's not fair. Okay, so I don't know, because just imagine if the government is paying for this, for you to have the access and the facility that, you know, become a truck driver to no cost to you. And somebody in those places always trying to be, you know, thinking that he's the smartest, you know, the smartest guy out there. They, you know, he can outsmart everybody. So this needs to, somebody has to do something with these people. Because if you, if I know anybody or I end up running into a guy that he, that he was in the military service and he's a new truck driver and told me something like that, I would tell him, look, man, you need to check these people because the government, the government already put a phone up there. They already spent $3.1 million dollars. Okay, for people like you to go over there and get that training for for free, basically. So you don't have to pay nothing, you know, so you don't have to pay nothing out of your pocket. So basically, the government already paid for that service to be available to you. So if you guys know anybody up there that used to be in the military and working for one of these, you know, this company and they basically put that on hand he needs to go by and claim and claim you know these people and they have to give that money back to him because if he pays for it you know they have to reimburse that money to him because the government already paid for that so and it's not fair what's going on you know this is the problem in this industry man okay everybody anybody or the camps around this industry and see a little bit of loophole or any 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 chance that you know trying to take money or take you know trying to take advantage of the uh, truck driver they will do it with no conscience they'll do it because look at this 3.1 million dollars and they've been doing this since two since two uh 2020 and it's not fair I mean somebody need to you know report these people because if they keep doing that the government is going to keep giving the money and then they're going to keep doing the same thing selling this guy to the big companies so they're basically you know getting paid double but That's the way it is these days. Eh, but all you can hope is that, you know, everything gets better and, you know, somebody do something somewhere with these people because it's unbelievable. And I know the piece of information that I found over here with the uh, FNCSA is that I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to fall with this, but now they want to do a meeting to basically congratulate the uh, female truck drivers and 
basically, I don't know, make them feel like, you know, special, I guess. And to recognize the effort and the uh, job that they're doing. And that sounds to me like uh, some of these big companies are like talking to the government about this because now the government is claiming that they got, I don't know, like 7% of, you know, women's working in the uh, trucking industry. I think it's a little bit more than that, but that's what they say. 7% of women are basically joining the uh, trucking industry and they want to, you know, basically sit down with them and talk to them and, you know, basically congratulate them for for the service and, you know, all this stupid stuff. But this is what I'm thinking. Big companies. Because they always claiming they, they don't have enough drivers. And they do anything to get somebody into that truck and, you know, have these people moving their freight all over the country, right? The, the problem with that is like, okay, they think that, you know, sometimes women are more responsible than we are. And, you know, when it becomes to like jobs and stuff like that, they're more, a little bit more responsible, okay? The problem with that is if by any given moment, These guys, they own this big company, think that they're going to take, a, you know, <laughs> they're going to take advantage of the situation with women. You guys are wrong. And let me explain you why. Okay. I will give a woman two years to be working as a, as a company driver. And she want to become an owner operator. After two years, she's going to become, she want to become an owner operator because she's not making the money working for you guys. Because, you know, if you work for a big trucking company, <laughs> you have a miserable salary. You're not making any money. Okay. And woman, you know, They're going to be looking and, and, you know, learning and listening, you know, and trying to go around what's, you know, what's going on. She don't know anything about the trucking industry. So she's, she's going to try to learn the most they can. She's going to try to learn. And the moment she finds out that if she becomes an owner operator, she's going to make double or triple what she's making with that company. She's going to do the same thing with it. We're going to quit. I mean, they're going to quit. They're going to try to get a truck and become an owner operator because it's more profitable. And that's the problem that we're having with the big trucking companies because they say it's too many uh, owner operators up here. That's why they have shortage of drivers. Now they're trying to like, I don't know, thinking, that's what I'm going to say, thinking they, they're going to be able to fool the woman's to become a truck driver so they can have, you know, a truck driver working for the company for maybe six, 10 years or whatever. They, I don't I don't know the mentality they have, but that's what I think. And like, well, if we bring females on the trucking industry, we're probably going to have, you know, drivers for six, seven, eight, nine, 10 years. <laughs> I believe this way. Right. 
Women's are very bright. Women's are really bright. They, I'm, I'm, I'm the person that think that women's are like 10, 10 times smarter than we are. Okay? Because women's are, they calculate everything. Okay? They will like, step by step, they will analyze, they will analyze everything. Step by step. Okay? They're not like us. Sometimes we do stuff without thinking. Ah, fuck, I'm going to do it. No. You guys not going to take advantage of the woman. If you're thinking that's going to happen, well, you're wrong. Because it's not going to happen. Because women are, are really smart. And they're going to do the same thing we did to you guys. When we see that we can make more money somewhere else. Then we're going to leave you. They're going to leave you. So. That's a stupid uh, move. But if you think that's going to work. I mean if they think that's going to work. Well. Go ahead. Pay for the female. Uh, for the you know. Driver's license. So that, so like that they don't have to pay for it. But. I mean, I had, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I have anything against women coming to drive for this industry. On the contrary, it should be more women working on this industry. It should be more. But when they see the salary that they're getting paid, some of them, some of them are going to quit. Say, no, this is not for me. And... I don't know. These people, they're always looking for the way they like, you know, have somebody working on those trucks for basically garbage because 33 cents a mile, 26 cents a mile, some company pays 26. That's insane. But, you know, new drivers, they don't know what's going on. They don't know anything about the, the industry. They're just basically walking in into this industry with no knowledge so basically you know they have to take you know whatever they give them so until they learn little by little and then when they find out that you know what they're doing to them then because you know they 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 did that to all of us because you know it took me six years To become an owner of, I was I was a company driver for six years, then I become an owner operator. Okay, and then in, in my first year to become that I was an owner operator, okay, I made three times what I was making as a company driver. So I mean, right now with the current situation, you know, I mean nobody's making money because you know right now. The freight is basically is down. Nobody's paying. I mean, and hopefully maybe in the summer it go up a little bit because you know the summer is a busy season. But right now it's not profitable to become an owner operator. But I mean, this is not going to last forever because believe it or not, the big trucking companies they cannot move all the freight in the country. You know. 
it's impossible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know they want to do that, but I mean, it will be impossible for them to move the, you know. But that's what it is. I mean, because if you want me to work for you, pay me. But right now, it's not profitable to become an owner operator, to be honest with you, because right now I'm. I'm an owner operator. I own my own authority. I got my own truck, my own trailer, and I'm moving loads from the brokers, and I'm not making any money. So, if anybody, if anybody right now wants to become an owner operator, my advice would be hold that. If you had that money to put down for it, hold that for now, and wait till maybe next year. Maybe things change a little bit, and everything start you know picking up next year, and. But right now, don't do it because, I mean, it's going to be bad. And you're not going to make any money. So, another uh, information that I got over here is that the Department of Transportation says that they will distribute $463 million to basically the state's so they can, you know, start fixing some of the roads. Because <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you, I mean, <sighs> Highway 40 is messed up all the way. I mean, there's a lot of bad roads on, on the country, but basically they're saying they're going to start giving money to some other state to stop, you know, f- basically fixing the uh, infrastructure to fix the roads and the county roads and all that but I don't know because they're claiming that and it basically is true like there's a lot of accidents that happen because of the road condition and you know it it, it, it is true because they, they got some holes on the how in some highways that they basically set the holes does not lot doesn't I mean you can basically it's it's like you're going basically in a safety hole huge and just mind you you're coming you know with a truck with 78 79,000 pounds and you're trying to you know basically skip that hole you might be you might lose the I mean if, if it's right there you don't see it and basically you're too late and you're trying to avoid that hole because I know some of you guys do that, they're trying to do that, but I mean, it will be hard because you can basically cause an accident, hit somebody, or lose control of the vehicle, and then, you know, you know, create, create, create a fatality. And that's what they're doing, but uh, some state, they don't care. <clears throat> some state, they don't even want us, they don't even want us on the road. Because some of the some of the state complaining that their roads are all messed up because of us, because the truck drivers, because basically we damage we are damaging damaging all the roads, and yeah, we damaging all the roads, but we have to use the road to bring whatever you eat. So don't be a hypocrite. But that's how that's how that's how they see you basically. And 
basically they give me money basically all the all the fist the 50 states and some places i don't even know was part of the united states i mean american samoa guan northern mariana island puerto rico the u.s virgin island huh. all these places are gonna they're gonna receive the federal funds to fix the roads but that's that's basically uh, what's going on right now and you know trying to fix the roads and <laughs> I don't know these people they're not gonna do anything you know some of that money is gonna disappear somewhere they're gonna be patching in the hole putting a little bit of patch on it they're not gonna do anything they're not gonna fix those roads and you know more accidents gonna keep happening because I mean in a case like that that you're trying to avoid a hole or something on the highway you know it's gonna happen doesn't matter if you don't want it to but it's gonna happen but oh well, that's what's going on and another thing here uh I see the government is uh, basically uh, putting some companies they are using uh, an ELD device that, that was it basically is a OnePlus ELD. It looks like the government is complaining, or I mean, the, the government says that if your company use the Plus One ELD, uh, basically you you're gonna have to get rid of that service because that service has too many loopholes and the company that basically has that system can you know edit the driving time and basically the FNCSA said that any company that's operating and using the uh, plus one ELD is going to be put out of service because you cannot edited the uh, driving time you can edit the on duty time the off duty but not driving and looks like the uh, plus one ELD you know allows you to basically edit some of the driving time and I know there was a company I don't remember the name but I know there was a company that they were based in Serbia and they were using uh, the software over here in Basically, they started with a company and it's like, you work for whatever company they use that uh, ELD system. You call these people and says, I need five hours. They will basically, I don't know how they do it, but they will basically like, you know, uh, do something on the system and give you five hours. Uh, and... I guess that company is not going to be able to provide service to the trucking industry anymore in this country, but that's <laughs> that's what's going on with that. If, if any of you out there using the uh, Plus One ELD, I mean, that's not the name of the uh, the, the uh, ELD device. That's something that is on whoever provides you with the uh, ELD service, okay, might have that, you know, Plus one ELD, because that's what they call it. 
and you need to talk to this, you know, who provides you the uh, ELD service that take that off your uh, system because if the DOT finds out that you're running with that, you're going to be put out of service. But if you got Motif, Sansara, and some others, they don't use like uh, uh, on The other one was, uh, I forgot that they changed the name, Ognitrack and companies like that, they don't have that system on, on their service. So if you're using one of those, so you're okay. But if you're using some of those little ones that might have the, uh, you know, plus one inside your system and you need to ask them to take, you know, to remove that from your device because it, it will create problems for you. And, you know, the last thing you need right now is to be put out of service by DOT because just mind you, you're not making any money. And on top of that, the DOT is going to put you out of service and, and give you sanctions and give you fines, for, you know, for running illegal. So that's something that you basically need to stay away from. And right now, is, you know, trying to get the less excuse to the DOT to give you a ticket or put you out of service, you know. But I know some of you will be like, you know, I don't know why they have the ELD. This is stupid. And I'm with you. I mean, I don't see why we need the ELD, but it's not going to go anywhere. Because remember, the ELD industry, you know, provides a lot of money and for the government and creates jobs and, you know, and it's not going to go anywhere, especially like, you know, the Department of Transportation, they want to like control us on what we do. And that's one of the easy ways for them to basically control us and, you know, basically uh put us out of service and give us tickets if you don't compl- if you don't comply with the you know with the regulations so but to be honest with you i don't see the use of the of the eld the, the eld the only thing it creates is problem because i know some companies do not allow their their company drivers to use off-duty pc and some of them, and some of those companies, they only give you like an hour or two hours, the most, the most for you the uh, off to the PC. And you get you getting into a truck stop, and you don't have any hours. You got there, and then there is no. It's like it, it, the truck stop has 75 parking spaces, right? When you go over there, it's like 150 truck looking for, you know, where to park. So. I mean, you, you don't have any hours. You cannot, you, you don't have access to the off-duty PC. What you gonna do? <coughs> well, you're gonna have to. You, you're gonna try to make it anywhere. Maybe block one of the fuel island or the dumpster or whatever. You're gonna have. You're gonna try. You're gonna have to try to make it somewhere because you can't go nowhere. And you know, that's the problem the ELD creates because now. They basically empower you to keep driving safe because now you're stressed. You 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 made it to the truck stop, right? But there's no parking space. Now you're getting mad. You you're getting frustrated. You don't want you don't want to do like you know you 
you don't want to run illegal because then you're going to have this person from the uh, ELD department from the company calling you next day. Why the hell you do this? Blah, 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 blah. There was so many, you know, and creates a lot of problems for you. And then you're mad. Then, or you park in a place and people from the truck stock are like, oh, you need to move. You can't, you can't park over here because you're blocking the entrance or whatever. Maybe you're not, you're not blocking anything, but they just don't want you to park over there. And that's a problem right there. But they don't see it that way. They want to force us to have the ALD because that's an easy way to control us with the hours, you know. And I don't see the use. I mean, why we cannot, why we cannot go back to paper lock? Because... I don't see why we had to shut down for t for 10 hours. This is my personal opinion. Why we had to shut down for 10 hours? Look, I I can only sleep. I cannot I cannot sleep more than five hours. Period. I sleep five hours, and I'm fine. Okay, but they want you to stay there for 10 hours. Now, you went to sleep, right? Let's say you you get you, you get into a truck stop or place, you go out, you take a shower, do something, or get something there. It took like an hour, two hours. Then you went to sleep, five hours, seven hours. Now you have to wait three more hours for that computer to give you hours so you can start moving. So basically, you're wasting time because of of the ELD. But it don't matter what we do. No matter how much, you know, how many times we go to Washington, D.C. And, you know, trying to talk to these people and, you know, to see if they can take that away. It's not going to happen. We're going to be stuck with the ELD forever. That thing is not going anywhere. So. But. Some of the big companies, they should be a little bit more flexible with the off duty PC for some guys because I mean hey at least give me two hours because if you run out of hours and they might be a truck stop maybe 60, 70 miles away I can make it in two hours over there you know I'm not I'm not saying that do that every day because come on but but you know that like maybe three two times a week you're gonna have to do it because the situation that we have you know with the parking there's no parking space Especially in the Northeast. If you go to the Northeast, <laughs> good luck getting parking spaces around there because there is no parking space up in the Northeast. I mean, there, there is, but you're not going to find it because by the time you get there, they're all going to be full. And then where are you going to sit? Where are you going to stay? You're going to have to sit in the middle of the road somewhere on the highway. And don't do that in Pennsylvania because if you stay on the off-ramp, or on the side of the highway in Pennsylvania that will give you a ticket. But that is if you are a company driver. Because company drivers do not have that flexibility that the owner-operator has. Because remember, if you're an owner-operator, you might get away with, you know, a little bit of stuff. Because you don't have, a, you don't have somebody in the lock department and you know, on safety or whatever, calling you all the time, you know, 
telling you you cannot do that. You're going to be, and blah, blah, blah. You know the story. So, but big company has to be a little bit more flexible. At least give them two hours a day on off-duty PC. You know, and tell this guy, do not abuse it. Because if you abuse it, we're going to take it away from you. But at least for situations like that, they should be allowed to use the uh, off-duty PC to get to a safe haven or a truck stop or whatever, you know? Right? Unfortunately, I don't run those big companies. So, I mean, all I can say is, you know, whatever I feel and the situation that you guys may be, because I've been in that situation myself, and but it's not fair well folks that's all I have for today so I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast I hope you guys be safe up there don't get stressed don't work too hard if you're not getting paid and God bless you goodbye